0: to the back-to-back podcast on the Count the Dings Network. This is the TV book club, a nuanced discussion about television that captures our imaginations. I'm your host, Anthony Mays. I'm joined, of course, by the Hoy Boys, executive producer, Jaden Hoy. We also have Jake Hoy, Anthony Canton the 3rd We're graced with the gracious presence of Amino Hassan and the lovely Eden Liu. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the Romanoffs and catch up on the Deuce, the last three episodes. Uh, we're going to start it off with the Deuce. Uh, mean, so we've, we've talked about the first three episodes a little bit, me and Jake, uh, what, what do you think about the season so far? Well, you know, the thing for me, that's,
1: uh, I mean, I don't know, this is probably cause we're already midway through the season here, but the shocking thing for me was that it starts five years later that we didn't pick up from right where we left off and, uh, just to see how much has changed mm-hmm. around the sex industry, you know. I, I, I want to say it was the first scene of the first episode, where the girl is coming out of Port Authority, and uh, I want to say Larry yeah, Brown's waiting for her. Yeah, and uh, oh, no, no, no the, the first, the first. Oh, this scene, season of oh, this season, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 fake out.
1: Yeah, so the the girl comes down, and Larry Brown's waiting, and he and he does all the things that we we were introduced in the first season. Of the pimp saying, Yeah, hey, you wanna, I can help you, da-da-da, and do this. And the girl is seems naive and down for it or whatever. And finally she, you know, she says something like, Hey, do you know how to get to such and such? Yeah, I want to be in a fuck film. And like, like and and the the blown realization of his mind is this isn't some naive, you know, innocent, pure driven snow uh girl from the Midwest. This is a girl who came for a career in, in the sex trade, but not the career that. Larry Brown and the other pimps have uh, have been accustomed to throughout the years. You know, this is the the rising specter of of adult film and and the peep shows and all that, and how they basically what we're seeing in this season is they're putting the pimps out of business, they're they're making them extinct, and and that kind of them struggling to reconcile that fact has been to me that's the the most interesting storyline of the year of the season. Yeah, but-
0: the decline of the pimp is definitely an ongoing theme, and you know we have so many different manifestations of it. We have Larry, who's basically lost interest. We have Cece, who's like clenching his fist ever tighter on the pimp game and looks down on Larry. We have Rodney, who's just doing drugs and like drinking himself to death. And Ooh, which then, one is
1: wait, which one is Rodney?
0: Method Man. Method Man. Method Man. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And his, you know, and and then like then there's the ones that are still trying to to do it but they're they're signing uh, they're signing agreements with with abby and the other feminist uh yeah well advocates.
1: that's i mean that's that's the funny thing that whole like theme of or that whole uh storyline of them negotiating with the with with uh with dorothy and the rest of the like and abby and all of them mm-hmm. but like all right 10 10 p.m to 6 a.m yeah <laughs> is it, it like in season one that would have been unthinkable yeah. they would even have to stoop to these levels, and now it's like, kind of. It, it reminds me of the Chris Rock uh, uh, character in "I'm Gonna Get You soccer, where it's like, "How much for a set of ribs? Like three ninety-nine. Oh, how much for just one rib? You know, <laughs> how much for a sip of coke? How much for ten p.m. to six a.m.?"
2: And that's yeah, that's kind the of a stage. You
0: know, yeah,
2: you know what it, it reminds me of. It reminds me of in The Sopranos when they go to basically the equivalent of the Starbucks to offer it protection and there's actually no more owner, you know, because it's just a corporation now Mm
0: -hmm.
2: and they're not going to buy in to the mob's plan of protecting them from the mob. You know, these things become extinct
0: yeah, so I mean, you weren't uh, previously aware of the of the the time jump situation because because they're gonna jump another five years for for season three. Oh yeah, no, I I had no idea. Yeah, this was always like the plan. That like, was always the uh, plan from the beginning. One, one, two, three seasons covering a ten year window. Oh, okay. Uh, Eden, how how do you feel about the season so far? What's your favorite storyline
3: um, of the
0: millions of plots that this yeah, show is comprised seriously. of? Yeah, seriously.
3: I
4: low key really like the storyline with Shay and Irene. Um okay, getting yeah. Shay cleaned up and like that was kind of just interesting. I didn't ex- it, I didn't expect I didn't expect it, I guess. So yeah, it
0: was it Totally comes out of nowhere for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's
4: kind of a minor storyline, but that one was one that I found to be like unexpected and just kind of interesting and I'm wondering where they're going to go with it.
0: Yeah. So Shay is, uh, Rodney's girl. And, uh, there's the great line, uh, nobody get no higher than Shay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so she, you know, she's been off the wagon for a while now and, along with Rodney and, uh, has like an episode, I guess probably like a stroke or something passes out. And then, uh, Irene takes her to a clinic and then takes her home with her and they, and they, and <laughs> they end up sleeping together. It's so great. Uh, and then Shay has the great line. I mean, you're a little like a guy anyway, except you got boobs, kinda, kind and of. no dick. So yeah, that's
1: that's a fun yeah. little one. Can, um, can, can I be the? Can I? Let me put on my Ethan Strauss hat. <laughs> yeah, can I tell you a, a storyline that I don't care for? I don't. Oh care man. For, I don't care for Paul. I don't care for Paul. Oh really? His little supper club. I, I I just don't care. And every time they okay. get to the supper the supper club part, I'm just like, I'm if I'm finally, it's incredibly boring, which is weird because Paul was one of the characters that I really liked in season one. Uh. And, you know, and, and kind of like th- that investigation into like gay culture and how, and how it first came out, like became a little bit more mainstream in the seventies and all that. And mm-hmm. so like, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, Hey, we want to open the supper club. And it's just like, it's just boring. I, I just I – like, I don't care. So in this last episode here, they finally opened up and and uh, and they had uh, their first, uh, I guess, event or whatever. And I, I just – I couldn't bring myself to care enough about anything in that storyline.
0: Yeah, and, I mean he's there, still kind of – sorry, go ahead, Ian.
4: It's just nothing interesting about – there's the drama that's going on there. It's all kind of basic the, stuff. Like
1: the most. Yeah, the most interesting thing was like, "Hey, we don't want mob projection." Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: like. <laughs> I mean, uh, the the Paul the Paul thing—he's still kind of our, our window into the gay culture. Like, there's the moment when he goes to the the gay club on the waterfront, uh, known yeah, as the pier, yeah. and just goes in and jumps right into a double blowjob. Um, you know, so he's still yeah. doing a little bit of that, but uh, they're also getting into that. Uh, that kind of territory with Gene Goldman, which he's a new character that I absolutely love. Um, How about Luke, him? Luke Kirby. Uh, he's at the, what do they call the The, 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 the bathhouse, right? Yeah, the bathhouse. Um, and that was teased. I, I, Jake, we talked about that, I think, <laughs> in episode two, because he's seen at Paul's gay bar for a right. moment. Oh, and it was, uh, okay. It was I a understand. total Rawls moment, like in yeah, The Wire. That's right. And then they paid that off in this episode, but we also get to see him with his family. Um, yeah. and, and they said, uh, he. they said an interesting thing about him in the featurette. Uh, David Simon said, Goldman may be chasing a different times square and a different future for times square, but he's doing these things for reasons that have to do with civic policy and the health and welfare of the city. He imagines he's not doing it for reasons of moral judgment. He is who he is. So um, they've created this like conflicted character uh, which I just love. Um, well,
2: and, and we don't really know yet if it's conflicted or if he's just exploring. I think the show is so heavily invested in creating a portrait of New York at that period. And to do, you know, juxtaposing the sex trade against the the gay culture is a big part of what they're about. And, you know, I think they're trying to show that New York you know, it was kind of the post sixties, post hippie free love moment. And you're in the seventies where it's still a free for all. And a lot of people were taking advantage of exploring whatever impulse they had, what, you know, and we don't know yet whether it's a, a full on, like he's in the closet and he's just kind of coming out or if it's just something he's in, is, he's interested in because he's exposed to it.
0: Yeah. I guess I just more meant along the lines of like, uh, This this last episode kind of painted him in a kind of hypocritical light uh, because he's trying to clean up like places like that bathhouse. Yeah. Well, he's trying to he's trying to improve the image of the city, but he's still like participating in it's like debauchery.
2: Yeah, Yeah. But they also showed him at the community meeting. Speaking highly of Abby's presentation, so it's not like he isn't an empathetic character to what's going on with the people involved in these scenes.
0: That's true. Yeah, you I mean, I just I, mean? I really like his his storyline a lot. Yeah, I dig uh, it. Yeah. I mean, I really thought when you said that you hated a storyline, you were going to talk about fucking Deadbeat Bobby, dude. I'm so sick of Deadbeat Bobby the <laughs> show. He sucks. His storyline <laughs> so sucks. He makes the worst I, move ever the, and brings the, the his son to work brings at brings his brothel. son in?
4: That's got to be, what, like, that's but, the worst like, idea ever.
1: But my whole thing was like, hey, man, this kid got arrested and, like, he needs a boot up his ass. This is what I'm going to do. First of all, I'm going to take him to a club where people have sex all the time. You'll you be a barber. You'll be around alcohol and drugs and people having sex in the bathrooms and stuff. And you're going to learn something, mister. And then when uh, – when uh, not Frankie. What's the other guy's name? What's the other or, Vince. I mean, Vince. Yeah, Vince. Vince says, No. Oh, man like this is, well, this is not a place for a kid he gets a all, he gets offended He's like oh now you're gonna tell me how to parent blah, blah, blah. and then he decides i'm gonna bring him to the whorehouse where like <laughs> hey and then like naked broads all, all everywhere and you just hang out all day now the one thing that i thought was finally was like oh maybe this will be a uh, uh a lesson learned for young
0: uh whatever bobby jr whatever joey joey yeah i gotta I, did you recognize joey at all i mean no, who is that? It's uh Michael Gandolfini, James Gandolfini's son. Oh wow. okay. the, yeah, I can
1: I guess I can see the It's the, kinda uh, there. Once you yeah, know it's yeah. there, you can see it. Yeah, the it. eyes, the eyes and the and shape then, of the face.
0: The and, nose, yeah. And
1: the nose. But uh but the idea that he has to take orders from a quote unquote schmoog, which must admit, <laughs> that's a new slur for me. Never heard of schmoog before. <laughs> but I kinda like it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> i'm willing to work with this one yeah that, that like imagine like all that stuff but yet just that little bit like yo, by the way you have to not only take orders from a, a black person but a black woman at that oddly enough that's like the humiliating shaming uh event that joey's like oh this, this job is terrible what are you talking about
0: yeah, that's where he puts his foot down, right? He's still he's still so indignant and self righteous that he 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 drops that slur. But uh, when when Joe when uh, when Bobby goes to Vincent and asks to give Joey a job, Vincent says, "I don't need you dropping another bag of shit on me," and that's how I feel every time I see Bobby on screen.
4: Yeah, that's all he does ever.
0: All he does just drops bags of shit. All over the place. Um, okay, well, so well, on, well but
2: Abby but agrees. Hold on, but you didn't, <laughs> yeah, didn't,
0: uh, one of my favorite
1: lines this season has been when they raid the parlor, and and Bobby says, "How come nobody told us?"
5: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's,
1: yeah. Just, it's, it's a great line. Like it's it's, it's uh, you know, it, it, I don't know, man. It, it just it reminds me. Uh, it's kind of weird. It reminds me of. When Donald Sterling was going through what he was going through, uh, you know, the NBA and, and all that, like that tape came out. And just the callous, blase reaction that I had was, oh, it's Donald TV and Donald T. Like, it's like, this it business as usual. So, like, when the NBA came and, and literally, like, snatched the team from him, I was like, wait, what? Like, they're doing that now? Like, because we got so accustomed to these. In this case, in the case of the deuce, the criminal behavior being basically confirmed by the status quo, confirmed by the this power structure that when someone actually like, no, no, we're going to enforce the uh, moral decency laws or whatever. It's like, wait, what? This is actually happening right now? It was it was a shock to Bobby in the same way. It was a shock to me that, oh, shit, they're really going to take the Clippers from Donald Sterling. I, I never, never thought that would actually happen.
0: Yeah. So the one thing that Bobby says that uh was interesting to me was when he confronts Vincent and accuses him of being a bad parent and asks how his kids are and th- that's just reminding me oh yeah Vincent, Vincent has, has a, family. a whole family. How yeah, we forgot, right? In Brooklyn <laughs> yeah. that is just how we haven't Never seen mentioned. since like yeah. the four ex-wife or something. wife
1: was kind of like a mess, right? She was a mess. Yeah. She, was spicy. she
0: Yeah, she was like Provoking fights and like hanging out with mobsters and just uh partying pretty hard. <laughs> she was a handful, but uh, she, we haven't seen her at all, which is you know, obviously, that was a meta a little reference to that. Um, I mean, I want to get your takes on this whole candy storyline, which is which is probably my favorite part of this show. Um, just the whole we, we've, we've come a long way in the last three episodes. I think when we last were talking about it, she was f- fundraising. And now, you know, she's begun production in this last episode. And it, it looks really cool. I think the film looks great. How did What do you think of uh, Red? Yeah, in, in a weird way, there's a part
1: where I was watching this episode and I was reminded of the season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Where they said they were going to do uh, a new uh, last episode for Seinfeld. And so we'd see snippets and bits and pieces all throughout the season, and I kept saying, "Man, I wish I could watch the episode." And then I think either you know, the second to last episode of the season, of the season, they actually they didn't show the whole thing, but they show you enough of it where you got a feel mm-hmm. for what the storyline was. Mm-hmm. With George, you know, George creating that whatever. It's well, the same thing. This
2: table read, right? Well, they did the table
1: read, and they would shoot scenes, and they would show scenes, right. and but then, like, like I said, I, I want to say it was the second to last episode. They actually show you the whole, not the whole thing, but a lot of the scenes un, uninterrupted. Or, you know, they'll have like Larry off offset, kind of just watching and then you know, have a side conversation in the middle of George talking about the app that tells you where all the clean bathrooms are and all that stuff. It, it was, it like actually had the feel of like, oh shit, this is like a real Seinfeld episode that happened like 20 years later or, you know, 15 years later or whatever. So w- watching these snippets of the movie get filmed here and there's a part of me like, man, I actually want to watch this now. I want to see this, like this movie that toes the line between actual like art house, uh, like piece of art and fuck. Him.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah. Got it. Harvey needs the fucking. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta get, leave it in there for Harvey. Um, Oh, I, man, I do
1: really what's enjoy... What's his name? Lenny Minx or whatever?
0: <laughs> Lance Minx. Lance, Lance Minx, Minx was fucking for the camera when you were jerking off to the memory of a last bomb, bomb day. Yeah, I, was like, I thought that was a great line. <laughs> yeah, Lance, Lance Minx was quite a, quite a cameo appearance in that, in that last episode. Um, it, it is kind of cool when you get a movie or a TV show that explores making movies or TV shows, just because I, I like imagining the set of like You have all the cameras for the deuce set up around a bunch of cameras for the porn sets, you know, like just the the picture in picture of that. Uh, Eden, um, what what do you think of Larry's evolution into the most gifted improviser known to man?
4: It's an interesting progression, that's for sure, because he essentially goes from being someone in a position of power into having to take direction from Candy, who, you know, used to be a whore so i kind of like how he's like you know stepping into it and then like getting darlene to run lines with him it's like he's he's focused
0: how much did he pay her like a hundred bucks it,
4: um yes. it was yeah he put down four and then she
0: <laughs> kind
1: of gave, gave him a glance yeah <laughs> and then they put another 20 down
0: yeah yeah larry's larry's just re- his char- charisma has really been unleashed um yeah
4: i like him so much better than i used to
0: yeah, I feel like he was kind of the and I think this was probably on purpose. I feel like he had the he was kind of the most low-key pimp in the first season. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we had CC so eccentric and uh I forget Black Thought or whatever. I forget what his character's the name was. Yeah. yeah. And like those guys had more personality, but like Larry was just kind of cool and like
4: chill yeah just yeah like good
0: looking and like and now, and now he's you could tell that he didn't really necessarily like love the game and he was
2: Whoa. the least fully formed i think he was definitely into the game
0: yeah. i just don't
2: think he was as far fu- as he wasn't the veteran that these other guys were well, that was I, always my impression anyway
1: okay i i also think that the irony is he's using all of his Pimp the all the pimp toolkit, right? In his to new be career. great, yeah. To
4: be in his great new career, having, so it's not
1: even like he hated the game or whatever. It's just like I think he's found a new interest.
0: It's he's kind found of, a new way to survive. Well, not even yeah. new way
4: to survive. I don't like. I don't think it was necessity. It was yeah, I think a, he's having fun with it. Yeah, he was he, like he, was he like set. wants to do it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's on
1: set because of Darlene, and he's looking. And he's like, I can do this. Is this is yeah. all you guys know. Oh, I can do this, and and so then you know that that moment where. Um, well, I know in this episode, obviously, where he's telling the dude, "You're you're like a wolf. You gotta be you're mm. hungry and a week or whatever, like that." But uh, there's been other moments during the season where there was the jail scene where he couldn't read the that lines, scene. yeah, yeah, or, or the scene where uh, they make that he makes a suggestion and the director's like, "What?" or whatever. like all that stuff about him in his his past life as a, or now what's becoming his past life as a pimp better informing how the porn should be shot i don't think at all it's a, a survival or escape or i didn't like that life or whatever it was literally this is what i'm doing and then I'm like okay i'm gonna accompany my girl and then you see what's happening over here it's like work that actually looks pretty interesting it's a new interest that he didn't know he had but now that he knows now that he has it he's he's diving into it
0: he's all in yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, bad, bad Larry Brown. Um, there's also that the cold open where he gets his Boogie Nights moment and <laughs> and, dar- and flashes uh, his, his dick right. to the camera. Um, yeah I really oh, during enjoyed- the photo shoot? Yeah, during the photo yeah. shoot. Uh, I really enjoyed the Larry arc. Uh, I, I always enjoy Harvey. Harvey just brings such a good element to oh, the, the so film funny. set. Uh, I don't care if Red Riding Hood fucks 10 black guys, a tenement full of Puerto Ricans, and a Palestinian hijacker. <laughs> he just he just wants the movie to get done he just wants uh, everything to stay on budget there's this the amazing scene where uh frankie's girlfriend is blowing it at the expensive location and he just walks out because <laughs> he knows it's not going to happen um, what do you guys think about uh frankie's sudden importance for going because last we talked uh, jake he had he had acquired the laundromat There's the, there's the great episode where he spends like a couple days at the laundromat and then he flips it. Uh, What do you think of producer Frankie? I have so many producer jokes lined up for Jade.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm digging it, man. I think giving him a bigger, a a more meaningful role in this story is great because I feel like I'm seeing Franco's doing a, really good job this season of differentiating the two characters. Obviously they're visually quite different, but they also feel quite different in tone and style and having Frankie not just be this chronic fuck up. I'm actually finding much more entertaining um, and him using his skills as a kind of gambler con artist um is appropriate as a producer obviously we're just talking about it right um for fuck what was his name frankie Larry uh, Brown Larry, uh, Larry Brown and yeah. now we're seeing the same thing with frankie you know it's like it, how to how to use those skills in a way that's collaborative and is going to move something forward and you know now what he did in this last episode by engaging the mob—it kind of surprised me that nobody asked him where he yeah, got
0: the yeah. money. Yeah, no, for I, sure. That's gonna definitely
4: going to come back and bite him in uh, the ass when. But he has to give up twenty-five
2: percent. Got to think, right? Because it's not just his twenty-five percent. It yeah, sounds like the they're whole expecting twenty-five percent of the pot, which is enormous. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of money, although you know it's—it's it's interesting that they've never told us the budget. For this film just told us what they're short. We we really don't know what they ever well, hope to make this for. What do you think? About 50 grand?
0: No, it, didn't no didn't Harvey more. didn't Harvey say that they had spent 38 grand? Yeah he they, yeah, were, they
4: were in the hole the for and, that was, the and
0: hole. that was and that was they, that's okay. past their budget. So right yeah. so is it hundred so, grand? So
2: like what do you think it is?
0: It probably probably about a hundred grand because you gotta
1: figure the money that she got from the Hollywood dude. Yeah. The money
0: 10 that they got was, it was, only 10. A, was 10 grand for
1: yeah. 10% Right. 10, and, then, then she
2: and then, got ten from Frankie.
1: She got more than ten from Frankie.
0: The first time around, wasn't it like twenty five? No, it was because he only. It was like twelve oh, grand or something oh, that he had. Yeah, but but yeah, I think I think they're probably they're up to around fifty grand right now. Uh, I think that they owe about. <clears throat> but uh you know who who knows I'm sure that this will be a successful film once they once they get it done and then it'll probably be like debuting in the final episode and then we'll have a time jump so I don't think that'll really come into play but uh other than bringing the mob in I thought Frankie had a strong episode um oh tremendous some some really good moments some really good lines there's Uh, there's when he wears the left yeah the producer lines (laughs) Uh, oh shit! You need this couch for fucking. Yeah. <laughs> he wakes up um, wearing the two left shoes off of the truck that they boosted. That only has left shoes. That was so way, funny.
1: I, I I thought the episode should have been called Two
0: Left Shoes." <laughs> yeah, that would have been. A, what, what did it end up being? All we're all beasts. We're all beasts. More of a. It should have been. Actually, should have been. Lance Minx doesn't work like this. Should have been the title. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I thought. I thought Frankie did some good stuff in this episode and he's, he's useful now. And he, he's always been kind of a, a good source for like funny comic lines, relief. comic relief. And now, you know, he's, he's more involved. He's a, he's a fucking, he's a producer.
4: I like the um, scene where he's firing his wife and Leon's like, no pie yeah. going to help you now.
0: Yeah. Leon. It's oh so man. Funny. Leon, of course, off the bench, just a hundred percent, a hundred percent efficiency for Leon. <laughs> every week um i mean how do you so we've talked about larry and how he's kind of adapting and and moving forward but what about Cece? what about Cece and Lori, the ticking time bomb of the show um wh- what do you think where do you think we're headed with that
1: yeah it's, it's weird every time they have any sort of interaction automatically you tense up you're like oh boy like so so in, in this week's episode where she tells him, even how she breaks the news that, oh, yeah, you know, that, that Lance Minx dude is a jerk. And so, you know, oh, I can't even believe it. They went and got Larry Brown. I'm like, come on, this little two-bit, like, popcorn pimp, as she calls him. And but everything has to be framed from Lori as like, oh, my God, can you believe this, this uh, inconvenience? And then everyone kind of holds their breath. Is CC gonna to have to flip out and smack her? Is he gonna like beat her up? And he's like, "Oh no, I'm cool with that," but you don't particularly buy it. Like CC, out of all the pimps, I think is the most threatened. But well, I mean, for obvious reasons, of the change that's happened in the world. Yeah, like he 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 stands to lose the most, and he's and deeply
0: so, insecure as oh, a yeah. as a person. So that's that's kind of the tension of it. I mean, the uh, the scene with Lori this week was kind of similar to the, I believe it was the cold open, uh, the week before where they, they're having sex and then, uh, Lori is pretending to, uh, like she's bringing up the whole Kiki rain situation and like CC is acting like he's okay with it, but then he ends up beating her. Um, so, so, you know, that, that, that's, this scene was like a follow-up to that. Like Lori's always like, Knows exactly how Cece will react to things and is trying to to butter him up and give him the answer he wants, but usually he can see through that. And uh, you know, this this last episode, I think, because they were in public and because he was more interested in Larry not being a pimp anymore, uh, he didn't really mind that much. But that that that's it. That plot line is ready to explode. I, you know.
4: Yeah, he's I'm definitely sure going to try to kill her. With.
0: Yeah, I mean that would probably be the. The so natural endpoint, yeah. right?
4: Yeah, I haven't decided if they're gonna kill her off or if he's just gonna like try to kill her. But that's like, that's got to be coming.
2: Star eighty, are we? What's are that? we gonna remember the Playboy model that was killed by her boyfriend? Maybe it's a throwback to that storyline. Huh. Th- that sure. happened in real life. There was a film called yeah. Star eighty about it. Yeah,
4: um, I'll have to look that
2: up. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I hadn't thought of it being that extreme, but yeah. I suppose that I suppose it could go there. Yeah, it was interesting thing they did with CC in that scene with the director of all the films, you know, uh, an episode or two ago where he, he suggests the POV style. To yeah. Him.
0: He invents POV porn. Yeah. yeah like, like you're like, well, that CC's, was he's yeah, yeah, got good. ideas.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's going to become the standard by the 2000s. So. Um, yeah,
0: way ahead of his time. Probably too far ahead. <laughs> yeah, for of his time. sure. Too progressive.
4: A, too progressive. I can't
1: can't wait for CC to say it's uh, it's almost like if we had a hub, but only for phonography. <laughs> the things we could do.
0: Yeah, it, CC's really doing the the Tupac song from Dave Chappelle here. <laughs> See in the future. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring up uh, one of my favorite things that that they did back in episode four. Uh, and I, I actually before I watched it I saw some David Simon tweets um and uh, do you guys know who Nan Golden is yes photographer the photographer yeah. um so she she actually makes a cameo in the show uh looking at her own photographs that yeah, that's where Abby has the art show she's the one that said I, I could have done this right? I could have done that yeah that's a great great little meta joke right there uh and so David Simon tweeted what do you have to do to get the great Nan Golden to do a big fat meta cameo on your TV drama? You have to study her photographs of the 1970s Times Square and inject the raw DNA into your film sets, your wardrobe department, your hair and makeup trailer, your story and themes. Uh, and Nan Golden is her work is almost all uh, it's like about herself and about her community. And it's just she literally lived in this neighborhood. She bartended at the Hi hat. Um, and she just literally, she lived the story of this life. And that's just a, uh, it's really cool that they did this little moment. And it's so obvious that her, her aesthetic is like all over the show. Uh, it's like, it's so good that I didn't even think about it before. And it's just, you know, this is what the show is really trying to accomplish. It's trying to encapsulate the time period of this part of New York. Uh, not just the facts, but the feelings and, and subtext. And so I was, the photo nerd in me was very happy uh, to, to see all that come, come together. I,
1: I got a question for the group, and maybe, maze I'll start with you to answer it. Can you remember another show that uh, did, I mean, like a period piece show that did as much like this of blending some of this stuff is stuff that actually happened, and some of it is just fiction and just trying to toe that line? I mean, I, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is uh, I'm dying up here. Uh, the Showtime show about comedy in the '70s or, or, or stand-up comics in the '70s. Yeah, is that
0: out yet? Did that already? You know, come I, out? I uh, well, yeah, season
1: two came out earlier this year, and okay. from what from what I heard from a friend, uh, there will be
0: no season three.
1: Did not get picked up for season three. Gotcha. But I could be. Um. Wrong.
0: Well, I would say. I mean it. I would say that the most, like, interestingly enough. Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is kind of doing the same thing right now, uh, except for like late fifties New York, but it's got the real Lenny Bruce in it or it's got, it's got Lenny Bruce in it. And it's actually Luke Kirby who plays uh Goldman in this show plays Lenny Bruce in in Mrs. Maisel. And it's, it's very much a period piece. It's got some real characters uh, based on real people in it, but then it's also highly fictionalized. I'd say more fictionalized in this show, but I don't think anybody has ever studied a, a time period as acutely as you know Simon Pelicanos and Price, and told a told a real uh, told a a little bit embellished real story like this. I, I can't think of anything.
2: I mean, it really it takes me back to the 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 level of detail that they had in the Wire, though. You know, the way yes. you really uh, yeah. felt like. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. in those neighborhoods. Those are the real people. Those that's well, well, you know you, what I mean? You were
1: you were in those neighborhoods and those were the real people.
2: Yeah. I mean it really
1: But, but I think but the, why was contemporary though? That's the thing. And and I'm I'm thinking Yeah, about my, that's
2: true. Yeah, that's true. But it was exotic too cuz it was Baltimore.
0: Yeah, it's it's a Whereas,
2: no. Not most shows are like you know L.A. That, or Ontario or New York, you know. And that was like fucking Baltimore.
0: And that it's, show was it heavily felt like based a period on piece. facts from from uh, his partner Ed Burns, who was a Baltimore policeman for for so long. Well, um, and all this is too. He, he
1: was he was on the beat. Also, that's the other thing. There's, like David there's Simon. source. Yeah, but David, David Simon was writing stories. Yeah. That he knew from being a beat writer, like for the yeah. Baltimore Sun, right? As right. opposed to this is like this is a lot of research, a lot of homework. Not it's, a whole lot of first
0: yeah. It's not, it's not, first not first. primary sources,
2: but it's, it's all sourced though. It's all it tied source. to it's something. Heavily you know, the yeah. peers were the peers. The uh, this parlors were the parlors. The peep shows the peep shows. I mean, it's all based in real history.
0: Yeah, the only thing that I can think of that would probably be comparable is. Uh, Oh well, here it says "Band of Brothers," um, mm-hmm. but but like a British period, British period pieces. I'm sure, uh, you know, there's plenty of them that are heavily based on fact. That are like, just, I don't know, maybe Barry Lyndon. I must say, just don't say Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that show's gotten a little uh, a little Lynch? less realistic over time.
1: Oh, oh, wait a second, they're gonna kill him! Oh, wait, no, no, he's alive. Last second.
0: Uh... Nope. He's still the, he's still Killian it, Murphy. Pe-
1: Peaky, Peaky Blinders is power in Birmingham in the twenties. That's all. But that
0: Tom is. Hardy's in it. I mean, and Tom yeah, Hardy's amazing yeah. in it. Yeah, he is. He is until they killed him. Spoiler alert! He's, he's not dead, bro. I guarantee you, <laughs> he's, he's not dead. You don't think so? Yeah, well, I no. guess it is. Peaky. It's Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're you're less dead in that show than you are in Westworld. So, um, all right. Any other? Things that uh, you guys have on your want to get off your chest about the deuce. Um, I'm pretty over the mob plot, you know, mostly because it's concerned with Bobby.
4: Really? Well, I kind of like the capers they're going on. Shout out to Horizontal Integration there,
2: dude. How about Um, Big Mike? With (sharp) I'm sorry, is that that Jade edit that word out? Edit that word out.
4: (laughs) Like I like those. I thought the capers were fun. I'm
2: speaking period now. (laughs) yeah speaking with the transgender or no wait drag she's in drag right he's in drag drag.
0: Um, he's he's in drag she's in drag yes that Um, was a trip that was was, a great that was another another like goldman reveal moment um yeah i'm with you on that i guess i guess i meant more like the the Rudy Pippolo stuff. Like I'm enjoying the, the big Mike, Black Frankie stuff.
2: I'm digging, I'm digging the threat that they now represent because starting, I'm, I've really enjoyed this act two of the series. It's it's beginning with chapter four and, you know, Vincent goes to have that conversation with Paul at the, uh, the supper club and, and Paul's like trying to decide between two marbles and he's got the the one from Italy and the one from, I forget where, but Vince had this great quote cause they, oh, they yeah. rounded it up with, it's uh it's a tough choice for sure, but I think I'd still pay for the Italian probably worth it in the long run. Oh, and yeah. I think that's line. a, a portent of things to come, especially seeing now what Vince is trying to do by withdrawing from the parlor and maybe trying to withdraw from the reach of the mob, which, you know, it's not possible, it can't be done, it doesn't work like that. And so on the one hand, we're we're led to believe that Paul's gonna pay for this decision at some point, right, to, to work outside of the protection of, of yeah. one group or another. Right. You know, that just seems inevitable. But maybe more so, it's a problem for Vince um, when he tries to go straight or go clean. So it seems like, it, you know, there's, and the mob's responsible for all this undercurrent of violence and tension. Um, and on the one hand, they're they're providing this, this humor, as they did in this episode, because he's like, you know, the two left shoes joke, yeah. robbing the wrong truck. We should have got both trucks. Hey, what that a great so scene funny. on the street. <laughs> He's totally, he thinks the police yeah. grabbing Larry is part of the shoot.
0: Yeah, he thinks, incredible on, filmmaking. He,
2: it was phenomenal, right? I mean, he's a great, great character. And yet, you know something big. And, and not to mention, I can't remember his name, but the guy who's always collecting the money and driving Tommy. the car. He's unbelievable. I mean, so the, to me, the threat that they represent is palpable and I'm just waiting for that to come to fruition in, in what looks like maybe the next episode.
0: Carlos yeah, it, being it, the joke of
2: everything is funny too.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny cause like I was just going over in my head and then we bring up this mob plot, which we hadn't really talked about. And then that kind of spills over into the Vincent Abbey plot, which we haven't talked about. And I'm like, Oh man, there's still so much about this show. <laughs> Right. That we haven't and, even and explained so much or touched on. on. It's crazy. And so,
2: and so much of this Act Two, too, is all about the choices they're making right now. What what they're choosing to do or not to do, where to make investments, where to take a risk, where to gamble. Because it's all about what Paul's doing. It's all about what Abby's doing. It's all about what Vince is doing. It's all about what Frankie's doing. Big Mike's doing it. You know what I mean? And and obviously Candy, being the biggest representative of this risk taking and what that could yield because she has so many people she's involving in that. Everyone else is like on their own or it's a small group or a little thing, but hers is encompassing now like 20 people. She's, she, you know, she's, it's amazing to see how many people have come into her orbit around the production of this film.
0: Yeah. And it's, I just love scenes like her on the, the, the metro car, the the subway, uh, just oh, yelling at the crew, getting everybody fired up. Like, let's fucking yeah. do this. You know that, who makes movies
2: that's like that even still is Darren Aronofsky. That's basically oh, how really? he made Black Swan.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. You know wow. that scene well, on the subway maybe, train maybe in Black like- Swan?
0: Maybe like three movies ago, Darren nope. Aronofsky.
2: Black, well, Black Swan I guess, is three movies ago. Mother, he's,
0: he's gone off. He's gone off. He's gone off the deep end. Don't forget about Noah.
2: Well, he uh, lives in the deep end. So you can't really fault him for that. He, and sometimes He, it works he was and swimming around in the nuts. deep
0: end and he, <laughs> now, he a I drew I thought, a door on the bottom of the pool with a purple crayon <laughs> and then he swam through that door and now he's just in uncharted territory and he's so self indulgent, I can't take him anymore. But Black Swan and the Wrestler is, good. is an incredible one two punch. The oh, Wrestler is an amazing good. movie.
2: Pie's an amazing movie, too.
0: But, the, first yeah, the first one. Um, Requiem for a Dream makes my. Oh, man, soul.
2: dude, come he on. That's one. a good movie. That's it's, a good. Good it's good.
0: It's good. It makes I mean, It's not rules. his source yeah. material.
2: It's not his source material. Um, that's Hubert Selby and he's phenomenal. But, um, but so, Aaron, Oski did an amazing adaptation. Nevertheless, my point was simply that, that guerrilla style New York filmmaking, which is mm-hmm. specific to New York because of the diversity and variety of locations and the yeah. difficulty of trying to shoot in real life scenarios like that. I thought they did a tremendous job of that.
0: Yeah. And there's also the great moment uh, where they're shooting on the on the on the waterfront and the cops pull up and watch. And she goes, yeah, like, a that was such a great city. scene. Love that. Um, Eden, what do you think about the status of Abby and Vincent's relationship? It's kind of been like a simmer uh, this whole season. They finally have a good conversation in this episode. What do you think about them?
4: I, so I actually hated Abby for a really long time. And I think she's finally starting to redeem herself in my eyes. Um mm-hmm. And I, it's, I can't tell if they're like, cause she, she has kind of like dead, dead eyes. Like it's hard to tell with her expressions, how, yeah. like what she's feeling, like, especially like the scene where they go to Paul's um, nightclub opening and it's like, they're hanging out and then she like. Pulls him onto the dance floor, but it's like I can't even tell if she's like into him sometimes.
0: Yeah, and then she I, got I, all I jealous that.
4: with the photographer thing too. So
0: yeah, I think that was mostly because it was of, she was mad at the girl.
2: She's mad at her friend, who's, yeah. who she's propped up and gave you know gave this break to.
0: Yeah, yeah. fucking old bitch. They they do have an open <laughs> relationship that is established. They do. Yeah, there's that moment where they're like. You do your thing, I do mine, or whatever. Right, we
4: don't lie to. That keeps us honest, or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. But to your point, though, it's always been a tough relationship to buy into. You know, yeah. like really, would these two people connect? Um, if he were truly a Bay Ridge Bensonhurst dude, and she's a <laughs> upscale suburban chick from wealthy Connecticut who wants to break into the hipster art scene in New York, which is really who her character is, right? I mean, she's just this ambitious, smart woman who wants to be involved in the burgeoning arts culture of New York. And that's where she makes her stakes. But would she be connected to that guy who she knows is connected to the club?
4: So I really liked the scene. um, I think it was in the second to last episode when Vince was like, talking her like you want to do all the things you want to do you want to be able to give money to good causes like this is how it is like I kind of I was like yeah like she needs to wake Wake up up like (laughs) and it's like yeah it's like wake the fuck up and it's like who are you to think that you're above all of this it's like you you don't work for that long in the industry and not have an inkling of what's going on which she did say that she was like oh maybe I was lying to myself a little bit too but it's like she that's why i kind of hated her for so long cuz it's like she she has herself on this like moral high ground and like you know tries to save darlene in season 1 and stuff like that and it's just like you're what makes you better than everyone else like it's like
0: yeah i would say she has a she has a pretty dramatic character shift from her season 1 arc to season 2 you know with the 5 year time jump right. like she's so determined and smart and focused and strong and self-righteous and
4: self-righteous is the word. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and just like on this crusade, you know, right. Which is, has good things behind it. Like it's a good thing that they're doing, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, she's just kind of like fully driven and like really accomplished a lot <laughs> accomplishing a lot. Yeah. You know, every no, definitely um but she got Goldman's interest so i'm sure that we're going to get a couple of scenes with with her and Goldman now which i which i am interested in
4: yeah um, i like i definitely like that like her you know doing the community meetings and you know being willing to you know go into the field with Dorothy and talk to the pimps like herself cuz mm-hmm. it kind of used to be she just stood behind the bar
0: and yeah b- behind Vince so Well she was like she was like the kind of Manic Pixie Dream Girl in season one, like, Oh, I go to NYU, but I'm like way cooler than NYU. NYU yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> drop out Cause these kids are lame. I'm gonna go hang out at this grungy bar and get a job. It's like, okay. Like you're moving fast. Like it's kind of like, uh, Vincent's family. It's like, we haven't seen Abby's parents since
4: yeah.
0: episode two or three or whatever, when they basically right. cut her off. So, uh, she, she's definitely changed a lot, but, uh, you know, and then the, she's involved with the, with with lawyer Dave and uh, Ashley Debra, and Ashley Debra's arc has been pretty tough, because she's just like still very shook.
4: Yeah, <laughs> from, the scene from, where she confronts Cece. Yeah,
0: and it's like I kind of thought that she got a win and would start, you know, being more confident, but she's still kind of rattled. Uh, And, you know, but it's, it's it's because she's exposing herself to so much, you know, negativity from, from every time she walks the street or whatever. Right. Um, but lawyer, lawyer, and lawyer Dave is kind of a pretty like one note character, but, but the whole operation as a whole is, is interesting. The progress they're trying to make and, uh, you know, the, the good they're trying to do. It's a, it's a good insight into the, the feminist aspirations of this show.
4: Yeah, for sure. Which yeah, I'm saying know, that Abby's finally redeeming herself a little bit. After. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's it's worth thinking about New York in the context of that time, too, you know, as being this Bronx is burning, tourist terrifying you know, city in America where, you know, people came and if you weren't totally excited, you were totally terrified. You know, people here were afraid, people around the world were afraid. It had a bad reputation, you know, so there, this is partly the story of those people that started the process of of transforming it into the mall that it is today. Good or bad? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure you know new york used to be dangerous that that's what excited a lot of people that's that's why so much rock and roll was born here or at least you know punk and and all that good 70s and 80s stuff but there there's the artists have all been driven out you know they they flourish in that kind of culture that's that's what was so interesting you know you called it a gay club on the pier but it's really just a decrepit uh, yeah, rotting a building. It. Yeah, it was just a space, <laughs> like a vacated that you could building walk to. Yeah, and it was it was open. Uh, yeah,
0: it reminded me of the 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 uh, the Prague episode of Succession.
2: Yes, right, right. That's that space now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> cleaned <laughs> up, disco lights, right?
2: Secret like entrance, a thousand dollar entry fee. <laughs>
0: So throw, it's like a, it's like a, it's like nostalgia. It's like an ode to nostalgia now, right? Like, oh, remember when we used to have to do it out here? Now it's like we get to clean it up. to this point candy's making her movie vincent's trying to get out it looks like vincent's going to try to get out next episode um our guy alston after being resistant all all season long finally kind of gave in and took the it took it took the head of the the raids at McDonough's request and uh so so his arc is kind of like now he's just an agent of of change now um and probably going to work with goldman going forward um what what are you most interested in seeing in the in the next four episodes to close out the season, Eden?
4: Um, probably actually just to see if Vince will be able to to make any moves as far as getting out goes, because we know it's not as
0: simple as just being like, I want out. Um Yeah, especially in episode seven.
4: Yeah. Like, um, so that and also I guess mostly that. And I mean, I'm interested to see what like Abby and Dorothy end up like if it's kind of just been sort of like this ongoing thing, but they haven't really done any like there hasn't been any like big action scenes with them.
0: Yeah. I, feel. And I mean, maybe that's where Goldman will come in. Um, yeah. He'll actually give them some an opportunity to affect change. But yeah, it's mostly like they're just uh, treating the disease, not curing it. Right. Right. Like they're offering the the little van with the tea and a safe place and the doctor and the, well, I mean the clinic thing was pretty legit. The free yeah. clinic. In oh, the, that's in true. Disco. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, what is the payoff with that? You know, it's like, uh, we know they're not going to end prostitution. So right. And kinda, obviously I want to heading. see if
4: CC tries to kill Laurie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That, I feel <laughs> CC's like,
4: like ready to explode. Like he is ready. <laughs>
0: Yeah, bubble, just bubbled on top. I didn't even um, think of
2: that outcome.
0: I do He I mean, just. It's just like.
2: <laughs> he's. Unhinged. I think.
0: I, I think also Lori kind of becoming a star. Yeah. Yeah. Adds, no, it's interesting. It makes to sense. To that, yeah. Is it like a rising star? Cut could down. Could also
2: could also be next season. Although no, you're right because we're jumping five years. We're jumping years. It five would years, have to so happen this. It, would,
0: season. Yeah, and, it has you know, to happen
4: we, in the finale. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. We ended with a a death uh, in. The end of last season was—I yeah. uh, forget her character's name—but the woman falling out the window right above the hi hat. Oh, That's yeah. How they Thunder it out. thighs. Thunder thighs. Yeah. I uh, love Who was a, a great character? Oh. But uh, Jake, what, is there? Anything else in particular that you're looking forward to?
2: Um, I, some kind of collision. You know, who was absent from this episode was Chris Alston, the our uh, yeah. beloved cop, right? Okay. Um, yeah. So something more has to happen with him. He is a primary character. Um, And this collision between Vince and the mob or the two mob forces. You noticed um, there was the car that was maybe trailing Vince in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is the high hat going to get hit? Is his club going to get hit? Are those parlor fires just the beginning of something worse to come? Um, Is there going to be an all out mob war? uh, that takes a few bodies off the show. So right, I'm, I'm here for kinda, that. I'm intrigued in the drama of that cause I think Maze, I think you're right. I think the, I think the candy film is a success story. So yeah. I don't know there's gotta there's
0: be a counterbalance drama, to that. Right? Yeah.
2: right. So I'm, 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 I'm intrigued and I'm invested, but that's not where I'm looking for excitement over the next few episodes.
0: Yeah. What is it for you, Anthony? It's. I mean, I'm. I'm all positive. I love Candy. I, I want to see the premiere. I want to see everybody have a party. I wow. want to see everybody dressed up and celebrating it. I wonder if the movie will be. You know, I wonder how uh, it will be perceived. Its success will be perceived, and I wonder if that will be pleasing to Candy. Because I, you know, I could see, like, her being dissatisfied with it still being considered like porn or smut or something right. if she's able to like crossover. cross because she really yeah. wants to she wants she to wants make that crossover. cut yeah she wants to make that cut that's like r-rated right you know? and have it still be a movie so I, i'm int- i'm interested to see how that goes i want to see harvey finally relax and smile when they make <laughs> a bunch of money <laughs> yeah and eat like a nice burger or something get <laughs> off his diet uh and celebrate <laughs> but yeah that's that i'm sure that'll be like <laughs> And, and find MCU out twenty
2: five percent is getting kicked. Going to the mob. Yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: right? Yeah, Rudy, when Rudy Pippolo rolls up, uh, <laughs> expecting
4: that check <laughs>
0: to collect. Yeah, Frankie's gonna have to run interference on that. But uh, yeah, I, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. And then uh, just the just the continued development of Gene Goldman. I think he's a really fascinating character. Uh, I think he's a really good actor, and he's starting to trickle into other plots.
4: Yeah, I really just- like this one last on episode when he yeah. the bathhouse scene and just you know that just gave him it, it, it became less one dimensional
0: so mm-hmm.
4: yeah
0: but I mean we all agree let's agrees- about characters you know
4: yeah and but we agree that someone has to die right
0: oh yeah we should probably <laughs> have a death pool ready for for next yeah, episode somebody's uh, gotta die <laughs> I don't know if somebody dies this episode but I would say before the end of the season yeah uh, we should get a sure. death pool going okay cool let's do it alright so that's gonna wrap it up for the deuce Uh, And then in a minute, we'll get into the Romanovs.
3: Welcome to another edition of AC Spotlight on TV. This week, we're discussing nostalgia and how sometimes it may not be the greatest in terms of informing what we might want for content. I attended Comic-Con a couple of weeks ago and was intrigued by plenty of the panels for upcoming attractions for TV shows and movies on all types of platforms. Well, that was very entertaining. I was interested especially by two 25th anniversary panels, Boy Meets World and Lois and Clark. Now you ask, why is that relevant to anything we watch today? It was the fans asking for those shows to come back in a remake or a spinoff. The level of vigor was on a level that surprised me. I realized that now they're remaking shows like Murphy Brown on network television. I just read 10 minutes ago that they're doing NYPD Blue again. Who asked for that? Whether it's remakes, reboots, or spinoffs, I ponder if the lack of originality has spread from the superhero genre to elsewhere. So to the panel, I ask you, is there a show that you'd like to see come back in any way? And if that's not the case, is reboot culture in TV a problem or more an accepted practice due to said lack of originality?
0: Um, Okay, Uh, so first, I think it's just the business to be honest i mean i it's it's way easier for for production houses and tv networks and film studios to take something that was successful before Mm -hmm. and try to make it successful again it's it's like it's 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 like it's uh you're more likely to take the risk i guess or you don't view it as the same level of risk as a new project right because you have right. theoretically a built-in a fan base or whatever yeah
5: a lot of that stuff just has to do with known brands you know yeah and so you can't it's tough to put them uh it's, it's less risk essentially so if you have something you know succeeded way back when the chances of it getting eyeballs and i think more importantly sponsors you know financing. Like thing yeah it's the it's really true. that people don't they don't want to hear about some obscure show they do they want magnum pi okay all right
0: <laughs> i know what that is <laughs> yeah I, I will consume that yeah but, but also i mean but, but it doesn't mean that it's record. good
5: no 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 it's hardly ever good right it's the
2: corporate nature of development these days it's committee work versus auteur work you know
3: like they tried to do a rush hour spin-off on CBS that bombed,
2: and um, a lethal weird. weapon,
3: lethal weapon. A lethal weapon on Fox. I mean, it's I, just it's aren't just, they just,
2: bringing the Love Boat back? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're bringing Love Boat back.
2: They bringing Love Boat back as a dating show or what?
0: Oh my god! But then there there's so also, good. but then yeah. there's also the types of shows like so. So Friends was a huge hit, right? And mm-hmm. then Friends led to how I met your mother. Uh, and then that it also kind of led to like happy endings, which is a good show that disappeared. So then there's just like that's the different. archetype or the format yeah. that you're, that you're repackaging, but it's the same stuff. You know, it's like th- there aren't any new ideas really. Like that's not, yeah. it's very, very rare to find something that is, that is it's not really original, something else. Like we'll talk about Romanoffs in a minute and there's, you know, two things that come to mind for me on the on the Romanovs that have so, already been done before. So Jade, I know
3: you're obviously a huge Seinfeld fan. If they told you. Uh, this upcoming uh winter season that be, they'd be bringing Seinfeld back in the a, a limited 13 episode variety. Would you feel enthused about that or would you feel like, eh, I, you know, I, I I'm good with, with what I had originally. Yeah. Well, yeah. As
5: long as it's them. Uh, yeah. Uh, as long as it's them, if they were to do it without that's
2: it, that's not that a reboot though. That's a reunion.
4: Yeah. yeah. You couldn't True. do a reboot of Seinfeld without the, yeah, people, it's huh? it's like, like a friends
0: type thing not not it's doable. it's the Carmichael show. No. it's yeah. it's every single Here's, show that's featured a comedian and then the world around him.
5: I mean, at least give me, you know, mm-hmm. the development between the honeymooners and like King of Queens or something like that. You know what I'm saying, yeah. they're mm-hmm. the same show, but they're you know, it's just the progression, and it's it's an homage thing, right? And if you right. get some good actors to kind of progress it, it works. You know, I haven't yeah, I mean, you're like, I it's like running an old Dude, playbook. I just don't watch network uh TV, TV. Yeah. Period. No, you, I mean who never. watches it? It's, it's Nobody. my in laws watch it. My in laws do. That's, my that's, mom
4: my parents watch it.
5: My friends love CBS shows. Uh, <laughs> if it's on <laughs> network that's, it's
4: like the biggest cliche that they like play
2: into. Like, well all my superhero shows
3: are on the CW, so I watch those.
2: Uh What's that plane show, Manifest, that they
0: try to sell everybody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: The reviews were instantly like, this is terrible.
0: (laughs) And like, I don't need the review.
2: It's like it's on NBC. You know it's terrible.
3: And, you know, they have all those shows on Channel 7, uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Um, I know Scandal ended last season. Uh, was Grey's, it, um, Grey's Anatomy is yeah, still on. Grey's Anatomy is still on. Shonda oh. Universe shows. So, those like, are just soap operas at night, though, aren't yeah, they?
4: Yeah, they really are. Yeah,
3: I very soap opera.
4: Can't get with Ish. Grey's Anatomy, and people still watching it. That's <laughs> such a joke. God, uh, yeah. kidding me
3: <laughs> I think it's like one of the things that I kind of realized after after thinking about a lot of the superhero content that I've consumed, and not only that, but some of the stuff that I've come to watch the romanoffs is a great example of that of where you get something um in a sense it's like almost like an original story in a sense i mean it takes some elements from the family dynasty and and things of that nature but i like to see new things i want to expand um the creative juices in my mind when i think of writing anything yeah, so I guess I, I kind of, of when I watch stuff. But, yeah, but, when I watch when you, stuff, I think it's different.
5: When you factor in the amount of good stuff there is right now, mm-hmm. and it's enough. You can't even keep up with the good stuff. It, I yeah, mean, that's I true. Mean, if, if you're ahead, I suppose. Yes. I guess my parents do. And it's do good hard
4: job. to find the good stuff amidst the drivel sometimes too. That's what Just frustrates me. Is you, you have to watch like
0: well, gotta, three episodes of a
4: Mama Netflix Hoy. show before you finally get to a good
0: show. Check out Mama
5: Hoy on the Mailbag every Friday
0: always Let Mahoy run interference for you and, and tell you what good shows <laughs> to watch for sure. Hey, see, um, I
4: will say that when it comes to superhero stuff, you know, my stance on it being oversaturated right now, yes. but like one thing that I, I do like is that with the new technology with like CGI and stuff, that's been cool to see at least mm-hmm. is like, you know, if you, I can't, you can't even watch like old superhero movies anymore. Cause the graphics are just so bad and it's like unbelievable.
3: Yeah, I, from the, in, at least from in my, the my 90s opinion. Stuff? Yeah, yeah,
4: right. like the even old from Batman, the or uh, right. whatever, it's just like it's so terrible. It's like like my eyes almost hurt.
3: Right, even from the the early 2000 was thousands with some of the uh, old X-Men films. I think yeah. uh, well, one of the things that um I've been uh, well I consumed the first episode last week of the DC Titans on the DC Universe app which, you know, that has problems of its own can't even get it on the fire stick what's wrong <laughs> with utc universe um you can only watch it on your laptop or roku or ah, i got roku man like put it on the fire stick for crying out loud nonetheless um when it, I, I get what they're trying to do in terms of making original content and i think i i have discussed this before but nonetheless you always want to find original content that's always the goal so i i I, I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of when I see certain – like seeing the NYPD Blue thing was like, yo, I was a little kid when that show was on. And that show went like I think 12 or 13 seasons. Now I never watched it, but I always remember seeing commercials about right. it. And now they're doing the same thing over again I, even though like – you know, as different characters, because I think some of the characters have been killed off and, and things of that nature. But nonetheless, it's
4: the same always concept. about original, Yeah,
3: but basically, basically. And and with that, this has been AC spotlight on TV. <laughs> All
4: right.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, there was a single show that I would want rebooted. And I think the one I got close to was if they rebooted Heroes. But I think oh, they did yes. reboot okay. heroes, okay. and it was really bad. Yeah, so. Top
5: Boy, I want Top Boy.
0: Top Boy,
4: <laughs> you're the only person that knows what that is.
5: Top <laughs> uh, Boy, you mean top the show boy was an English like Wire, and, and it was okay. like, it went three okay. seasons and then just got cut off mid-season. There were rumors that Drake was going to reboot it in Chicago. Hmm. And it was wow. you, haven't, you guys haven't seen Top Boy, Jake? You October's seen it?
0: very own. No, I don't know it excellent show interesting it's it's from 2011 okay yeah you know i i never i i tried to dip my toes into like british television uh but i I just it it never really sticks i tried to watch misfits a couple times i
2: tried luther
0: Oh, Luther! I loved Luther. You know that, that was, was pretty was good.
2: good. I tried I the fall. It. I couldn't really get through that. Fall was good. First, the first
5: season's very good. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's one yeah, of those shows was... that just needs one season. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like uh, Bloodline or something. Those shows, they yes, they yes. get successful and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. Bring him back as a ghost.
3: Oh, that's <laughs> right. Jay, they're, Jay, they're bringing the. Uh, oh, you know what was great though? The terror back.
2: Speaking of one season, Broadchurch was great up Amazing. until the finale. Fantastic what? show. Second no, the season was unwatchable. Weak. Finale
5: sucked. Sucked. You're like that's it. You wouldn't. Even, but there was no indication it was that guy. No, Sorry, you're like really this guy. It's just like okay, really? it could have been anyone. Could have been a guy yeah, we exactly. never fucking
2: even
3: seen. That's what, that's what the they beach. should have
2: done. Yeah, that's what they should have done.
3: Um, what'd you say, AC? No, I was saying they're bringing the terror back for the season. I love the terror.
2: Well, how are they doing? Eighteen greatest hits.
3: I mean, I don't know exactly. I, I read it about a month ago.
2: Got to be a, a new story, I would think, about a new nautical voyage that was difficult, right? I can't see them right. continuing that story, right? Although I love Jared Harris in that role. Um, yeah, he's a, he's an Inuit now, so maybe it's a, maybe it's the search to find him. Oh, well, they already did that in the last episode.
5: It says says here the subtitles from the Arctic to World War Two. Um, let's see here. Um, moving from the mid 1800s, the second season will be set during World War Two and will okay. follow the uncanny candy specter that menaces a Japanese-American community from its home in Southern California to the internment camps to the war in the huh? Pacific.
2: Also, oh, nothing to do with... Um... I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no,
5: don't, man. don't count
2: them out. Man. They
4: did a well, great job.
5: I mean... <laughs> I'm my out, out
4: until he's in. Well, my favorite thing
5: is, like, Tales of the Sea. That's why he was drawn to it, you know? Yeah. If there's no boat, none of that action, eh. Yeah. No boat. All right, all right. The boat
4: is necessary.
5: Well, plus, I uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think there was great actors in the terror, you know? Yes, tremendous. Um, So, we will see.
3: Yeah, that's Uh, like they were trying to do a – what is it? They were trying to do something with The Sopranos. What was it, a prequel movie or something like that? I heard –
0: yeah. Please no. Please <laughs> no. Don't do that. Please Don't no. Don't fuck with
2: that. Don't the fuck only, with
0: that. I mean, now that we live in a world where uh Better Call Saul is out there as a prequel, there there's no better prequel. No, unless, you can't do unless better Unless you count Godfather 2, which is half a prequel.
5: <laughs> yes, Godfather 2. Incredible. Ways. That's probably the best.
0: Um, so I got to thank all of our guests, Eden, Lou, Amino Hassan, uh, before we went to go pick up his kids, the Hoy Boys, Jake and Jade, and my fellow Anthony, Canton Third. Name's Jake. Oh, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining us at TV Book Club. We'll see you next week.
2: All right. Talk soon. All right.
0: All right guys, thanks, guys. Thank Bye Bye later. guys.
5: Uh For the rest of this episode, go to patreon.com forward slash count the dings, For a comprehensive uh, look at the Romanoffs with Jake Mays, um, Canton, and patreon.com forward slash count the dings and subscribe. And we will see you later.